Do you have any questions before we start like the formal recording? No. Okay. No. I mean, whatever. Can I smoke weed? Should I smoke weed? Yeah, totally. Encur that? encouraged. All right. Where's that bong? Oh, well, let me get mine. <laughs> Should run a fucking six pack or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got any beer? Cut on the beer? No. Uh, we're Tony. I don't smoke weeds. So. <laughs> uh, it's not good. We can be the sober ones. Yeah. I'm hitting the bar after this. So. <laughs> For now. You're in Delta. All right, let's do the damn thing. Welcome, fanatics. This is the latest entry in the Diary of Doom. I'm your cipher, Dylan, and join me as we look back on the rich history of doom metal and its sister sounds based on the recounted tales of its followers. Every week, we'll have a different guest to spin their yarn. You can visit the website at diaryofdoom.com, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, follow the podcast <laughs> on, oh my, on uh, diaryofdoom.podbean.com, and you can subscribe and listen to the podcast on apple podcast it's not itunes i'm old uh and spotify and if you have a question or want to pitch me something or anything you can fire off an email to diary of doom 1968 at gmail.com and uh joining me for this week's chapter is the very awesome band death cave uh, they put out their self-titled LP last year. It was one of my favorite albums. So uh, happy to welcome Michael, Tony, and Benny. Freiberger, please. I hate my first name. Fre Michael you know, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you. Can I just? Fuck can, God. You know? Can I just call you Freiberger because it's an awesome Freiberger name? Or Fry. Yeah, yeah. Either or. I mean, I mean, whatever you prefer. I was like, who's Michael? Yeah. <laughs> well, now that we've got that addressed, um, yeah, I like read the last name and was like, this dude's literally one of those characters from like an 80s movie that just has like the, the last name is the name. Yeah, yeah. totally. Again, um, Michael means godlike and fuck God. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, so, correction. Uh, Freiburger, Freiburger, or Frey, or Fry. 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 Like the two foods, but German. Fry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. I'm really excited to talk to you guys. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. Um, really hung out together. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of cool. Thank you for bringing us together. You know, you're not the first band to say that. Uh, kind of like it, it, whether it's like um you know everyone's dialing in from wherever the fuck they are or if they're like hey we actually got together to do something for once yeah exactly i mean i i see this guy all the time because uh we work together but um but you know it's not the same being at work and writing yeah. writing heavy ass music you know no not to say that not. work is is not good work rips you know and we're lucky enough to work at the coolest bar on the planet. Uh, bar house, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it was originally one of my goals to go to Portland maybe last year um, or this year, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, we're, we're all like wondering when uh, traveling is going to be a, a thing again. So hopefully soon. Yeah. My, I've been my, saying uh, that everyone should have a vaccine uh by the end of summer like july-ish or whatever and that'd be mass people so i guess it just depends on what people do and what happens you know i guess that's just reality in a nutshell ain't it 
<laughs> yeah, and what people don't do. True. Yeah. Um, but I, well, my girlfriend actually went to college in Portland, so she's been like itching to get back with me. We live some... in Seattle, though. If you're mistaken, it's for being a Portland man. Oh uh, man, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> okay. That's a, I was just like, well, we do live near Portland. But then he brought it up again. I was just like, man, I, I think you might think we live in Portland. <laughs> That's just what the internet said. Oh, the what? internet said that? I think I so. We're on that. God damn it. Uh, yeah, no, we're a Seattle band. Oh, Jesus. Man, I'm embarrassed. I don't know why. That's our dark skin, so we don't belong in Portland. Wait, that's white person city. I totally I totally got it in my head after I read that somewhere. Um, But, well, man, that's embarrassing. You're the first person to say that, so it's funny that you think that we are a Portland band, because I've heard one other person mention that we were a Portland band. I was just like, huh, well... We're close. We've played a couple shows in Portland. You know, it's close. I think it's also like a like a 50-50 shot when you read Pacific Northwest. It's one of the two, so maybe. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like, but you have, you know, you have a 50-50 chance yeah. of guessing. You were close. Yeah. You were close, but <laughs> we're half wrong. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I was, yeah. Ha that's a good way to look at it. Half wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I don't, I, I do feel like the Pacific Northwest, like, sound is pretty defined so you know you're right at home alongside all those other <laughs> awesome bands from out there but uh yeah, my bad awesome. now we're all pretty much friends with each other uh seattle's a tiny ass town and the amount of people actually playing heavy music it's a like, very small and condensed area so you know it's we're lucky enough to be like constantly influenced by really radical bands that are constantly around us you know um, well, that actually kind of would prompt me that to ask, you know, you're all um, seasoned band members. You've done a lot of touring in the underground scene. And uh, um, something that's cool is I was looking at your Instagram <clears throat> and it looked like you guys have all kind of been able to remain fans just as you have also like, you know, evolved as musicians and whatnot. Um, yeah. I, and Fair. into and into putting, you know, uh, Death Cave together. So, like, can each of you talk about when you started getting into, like, heavy metal or just heavy music in general? Oh, man. Where does one start? <laughs> I think we've all, like... Started off with punk rock. Yeah, yeah. Started with, like, so punk yeah, rock. Like, 30 years ago. Well, When we were all little kids, yeah, we were all uh, punkers, you know. We were very, you know, we still are in thought process. And that's why we all hung out with punkers, because most metalheads back in, you know, the early 90s and 90s, late 90s and such, were all pretty, like, racist and evil. Like, you know, not outside of the cities and stuff, but we're not from the cities, you know? Right. He's from Mexico and Salinas, California, yeah. and I'm from Alaska, and he's from Seattle. North Shoreline. He's from North Cape. <laughs> Come on. It's terrible there. <laughs> but, uh... You know, besides Benny. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah, we all just started listening at a super young age, just like a lot of other people's stories. So it's, it's very similar to any, almost anybody at our age category that you would ask, at least in mm -hmm. this area, like where'd you start listening to heavy music from? We all kind of have the same, the same story. Really? Yeah. Is what changed it for me? Neurosis changed it for me, really. Neurosis so like heavy, heavy one. stuff, yeah. Uh, Botch was my big one. Yeah, my you know, there's that, that time, and for me, it was always like punk, and then it turned quickly into black metal and death metal from when I was a little kid. And I just like, for some reason, black metal and punk are kind of like the same things with like different bases in a way, like very rebelling against the fucking whatever the fuck religion, society, the way government controls people through whatever the fuck. Just kind of like the message is a little bit different, you know, kind of like how hardcore fucking underground hip hop kind of spews the same fucking message, you know, it's like, it's just a different way of, uh, of, you know, saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I've 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 always kind of felt like there was a, a similarity between like doom metal and, um, 
and punk rock. It's just really slow punk rock, basically. Uh, <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I know. If you look at like the more sludgier bands, those are all fucking punks, you know, who play fucking really loud instruments. Totally. Or like the, the Birth of Sludge and shit. Like, yeah, those guys, and uh, they all had bands before, and they're all just like hardcore punks, you know what I mean? It's like, and then, you know, you discover a bunch of orange amplifiers or whatever. You know? it's like, you're like, wait. Black Sabbath is everything, you know? It's just like, fuck everything else. Like, I want to do this. I want to sound like this. And I, yeah, again, I've always loved heavy music, but it was just a punk mentality that, you know, I wanted to be around and thrive with. And, you know, that tends to lead towards more of the underground when it comes to heavier stuff, you know? Take pride in what we do. And, uh, yeah, and here we are, mid-30s. <laughs> Well, I I feel like the the punk ethos is kind of um, over the last few years starting to show up a bit more in metal. It's definitely got more it, that kind of that like open minded, um, you know, progressive kind of thought process. And it's about you know, time if you ask me. Huh? What was that? <clears throat> I said it's about time if you ask me. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree. But you continue. I'm sorry. I problem with interrupting <laughs> oh that's okay i it's just nice i'm just just gonna say it's like nice to see that that mindset creeping in and starting to i would hope affect kind of like the greater good for metal yeah i think we all agree on that for sure um but anyway did you guys have a specific record that helped you like cross over this dude i know exactly what he's gonna say but say wait, wait, what am i gonna say Botch. Oh yeah, botch. We are the Romans. <laughs> we are the Romans. Yeah. <laughs> it's not no uh, surprise or hidden thing. One record though, Ooh. it would have to be Arise by Sepultura, I guess. That's like basically punk metal, you know. Really, really fast and pissed off, you know. Maybe you, I, you know what? I, I just listened to uh, Sepultura like for the first time this year. What? Wow! Nice. Crazy. Yeah. Are, are, that's you, awesome. are you stoked on it? That's, yeah, that's dope. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, oh, I, I listened to the, well, you know, you obviously you have to read about the band. They're one of the best bands, and then they invented new metal. It's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's like the transition is just insane. And there's literally no original members in the band anymore. <laughs> it's just like, it's a completely. I mean, Paolo Jr. is still in the band. He's like the only one. Yeah, but he's like a bass player. He didn't even play bass on Arise. Uh, fucking, um, Andreas, the guitar player, had to play it because he didn't. He couldn't figure it out. Anyway, I'm not trying to <laughs> talk shit about Sepultura. They're like one of my favorite fucking bands. But yeah, Sepultura and Metallica. Those two bands are like changed my life forever, you know. And they still do, uh, as far as like heavy pissed off goes. And I know those are more thrashier, but I think uh, we are a thrashier doom band, you know. And so like we got a lot of those elements in our music. Uh, we don't, we don't really like to s stick to one kind of particular uh, mold, you know? Again, we're punks who like sludge and doom and black metal and death metal and, you know, like soft music and hip hop and everything in between. So it's like, we don't like to really stick to one thing in particular. We kind of want like playing what sounds good, you know? It gets us hyped, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's how I'm got me. I re-listened to it today. And there's like the whole time I was like, oh my God, it's getting me so fucking hyped. I'm just like, mm, just, you know, you're bopping along, doing some work. And it's just like, it was just really refreshing. Like it just, it popped up like at the end of the year. And I was like, huh, I, there's a bunch of people talking about this. I guess I'll check it out before the year closes. And I was like, holy shit, you know, kind of what I've been looking for for a really long fucking time. Just like, Believe me, I, I love all my meat and potatoes bands, but like when I heard it, I was like, oh my God, there's like chord progression and like time changes and whatnot. But it's like, it sounds like all the stuff that I like. So it really like, you know, hats off to that. And um, that's exactly how I felt every time uh, I listen to Shot A, actually. <laughs> like legit, like exactly that. They're totally different type of music, but Shot A does have to me every single time I listen to Shot A. Sade? Yeah, same exact description that you just described. Just a different style of music. Like, awesome. legit. Like, I was just like, oh, I feel that way every time I listen to Sade, literally. <laughs> I love Sade, I don't know. That, that didn't get me into heavy music. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> In 
inspirational doom music. Who would have knew? Who would have knew? Who would have thought it? I'm sorry. I talk uh, too much. <laughs> I can't shut up, honestly. That's no, okay. it's all good. It, this It's podcast, so, you know, if there's no talking, there's no podcast. Yeah, I guess that's true. But, <laughs> yeah, like... That's my talk. <laughs> <laughs> for you. Good job, Benny. Yeah. Like you said, though, that you, you know, you think you're a thrashier doom band. And I would definitely agree with that. But, you know, I, there, you hear a lot of sounds in the record, like obviously, you know, doom, but like death metal, thrash, black, D-beat, prog. And it just jumps between like aggressive to quite frankly, has some very beautiful moments, too. Um, and I would assume that's sort of like you're keeping like that cosmic progressive aspect to it but it doesn't really it doesn't feel pretentious or overzealous to me like when you were doing that like like what were you keeping in mind like who were you trying to channel like you know i guess like what was your process when you put it together i think one of the biggest things that we all have in common like as we started writing music is that no matter what we would always go to on either like whenever we're road trip or hanging out like our go-to bands are still like 60s, 70s classic rock bands. Like, mm -hmm. like Deep Purple, oh, yeah. you know, tons of Deep Purple. Fucking yes. I mean, every from, mm -hmm. from every range of like, right. early, yeah, early range. Uh, so we kind of just really wanted to do uh, something where what we're used to heavy, doom, sludge, uh, but kind of like say, fuck it, let's just, you know, if we want to throw in like this crazy like dad rock part yeah like so fucking, fun, that's yes. like that's what we listen to that's what we grow up like, what we grew up on also like, so just like kind of throw something in there just uh, you know if people don't like it it's kind of like what we do so like all we all we really want to do is make sure we're having fun totally. and we're enjoying the time that we are you know and we're all together. like super depressed kind of dudes you know what i mean like, <laughs> that out and some of them like you know what i mean we're happy we're really happy guys, but really secretly depressed. It's not a secret anymore. Well, I've come to terms with that over therapy during uh, quarantine. Uh, yeah, good for you. But uh, we, you know, it's nice to get out musically. You know, we listen to. I know we, at least me and Tony, listen to tons of sad music a lot, and it's it's kind of fun to put like notes of that into the music you know we put a lot of our ourselves into these songs and you know part of ourselves is th those moments you know yeah can't see the good unless you feel the bad you know yeah well i hey i can speak to that i've certainly battled with depression and anxiety all through the the pandemic you know like i'm a, I'm a social person and i can't yeah. you know go see my friends so like is that a is that a hard process for you to like take those, you know, those uh, human emotions and kind of rework them into a kind of a more like metal narrative, so to speak? I don't know. I would, I would say it's, if it's hard. I mean, we've all been doing it for so long. We've all been playing music for more than half our lives by now. Yeah, you know? yeah. And we've been playing music longer than we haven't been playing music. Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of natural, I think, to like have an emotion and that is your, your, your way out. That's your creative, art, you know, outlet. Uh, to be able to like either write or or make music or draw or sculpt or whatever it is, any type of artwork. Um, once you become, you know, more ex natural about it, it's it's not as difficult. It's not necessarily easy, um, but it's something that like I, I feel like we never try to force anything. We try to let everything come out natural. Hundred um, percent. Like, as opposed to like being like, well, we just need a riff right now. Let's just throw that in there. It's like no, you know. Yeah, we usually start off with a riff like any band and then kind of just like experiment with it and see what mm. you know it's like we don't really have any planned ideas usually it's nice to have like a theme or something like uh shit you know we've got a couple faster songs maybe we should try to write a slower one but it's like most of the time we just get together like the couple weeks we practice during quarantine kind of like when they like sort of reopened the first time we got back together and practice and then you know everything shut back down but like we were just working on like a just a fun cover song and uh then one day we just kind of wrote a black metal song just kind of out of nowhere <laughs> it was just like well like a, a, a doomier black metal song but uh, right but 
yeah, you know, anything goes, man. I'm excited to see kind of what happens with that side of things, you know. And I know that my man Tony over here has been exploring and listening to a lot more, like, progressive black metal, these yeah. guys, like Mongo and stuff. So it's like, who knows what's going to happen with them riffs, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm really excited, actually. March, uh, coming up here, we're actually going to start practicing again at a, uh, a studio uh, or a jam space. So it's it's really exciting. I can't wait to start writing songs with these guys again. Just hanging out, you know? Miss that, too. Yes. That part of it. <clears throat> yeah, hopefully come at it, you know, as strong as possible and uh, get back out into... Maybe recording and yeah. Whether, whether, whether Our plan is to hopefully store. do an EP by sometime this year. Um, uh, put out another cassette tape. You know, if it happens, it happens. Where you know, it's like uh, we're not gonna like put something out that we don't feel super into. You yeah. know what I mean? It's because we feel like we need to or have to, but we're definitely gonna try. Right on. Like what? What? other bands have you guys done because it's said uh, you've done a lot of like touring and stuff so have you played a bunch of different styles over the years yeah absolutely I mean, all of us Fry, yeah, Fry's yeah. probably been in more bands uh yeah least, i've been in a, a bunch of bands over the years i guess like my more notable ones would have been throne of bone and uh brain scraper what was the first one throne of bone throne of bone that one was kind of like if you know black metal discovered the melvins and like some like you know graves at sea or something you know, I was like very different. I dressed up like a wizard <laughs> on stage. Uh, like 10 minute long songs with like no repeaters, you know? Like weird, you know, I guess like progressive but fun and black and evil. <laughs> uh, and then Brain Scraper was just like black and thrash. It was mm -hmm. insane insanely fast insanely fun but like too insane you know what i mean to say that the band like as quick as we were raising is as quick as we blew up and the band separated but you know through that i mean we got impulse noise uh which is another band from those dudes who is absolutely fantastic sammy went on to play endorphins lost which is great and now we got what to me is my favorite band i've ever been in which is death Kid. Yeah, Benny here what? has been in a uh, butt rock band. Yeah, we <laughs> went to LA to be in a butt rock band. I was in a butt rock band in Hollywood. Um, I was in a doom metal band here, which is probably what most people would have heard of called Swamp Heavy. Um, and then I did like a, a botch wannabe band a little 10 years ago, plus that no one ever heard of. But it was fun. <laughs> but I, that's that's basically it. I've been Swamp Heavy for like 10 years, so that was kind of my main squeeze until this band came along. Yeah, I did a lot of playing down in California before I moved up here. <clears throat> uh, just different styles, but mainly uh, the last one is a band full of my friends called Worship out of uh, Salinas, Santa Cruz, California area. Uh, they're still playing, which is dope. Uh, they actually just came out with a new album after I left. <coughs> awesome for them. But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> through that, just touring up and down the West Coast, <coughs> and uh, even, you know, I've been up here, I've only lived in Seattle for four years, but I've been coming up here. You're blowing up his spot, man. <laughs> yeah, I've been coming up here for Go years, on. though, yeah. Uh, just through music and tour and everything, yeah. Right on. <clears throat> yeah, my old drummer in Throne of Bone was in a, the band The Helm, and... Uh, <clears throat> Use the tour a lot with Tony's band and yeah. stuff. Like, <clears throat> so there's a bunch of little inner workings and connections, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> it's a very small scene when you play music for a really long time and have toured a lot. You kind of <clears throat> figure out the riddle that all these bands that have come out over the years is like 10 or 15 people plus like guest friends, you know? Like, you know, you just got to learn the inner workings of <clears throat> music. I guess just meet people, hang out. Also, if anybody's just listening and not watching, all that coughing is just uh, from uh, medicinal marijuana, not COVID. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of medicinal marijuana, um, so I actually know where I live as opposed to knowing where you live. And I'm uh, in New Jersey, and we just legalized marijuana. Oh, that's Woo! right. Yeah. Awesome. So 
first step towards some good stuff, I hope. Yeah, absolutely. Damn straight. <coughs> yeah, everywhere I've ever lived, because I'm from Alaska, and then I've spent three years in Colorado when my mom went to school. And then I uh, went back to Alaska, and then I moved to Washington when I was uh, 18 years old. And uh, that's kind of like when I left left the scene and came here to become a rocker. <laughs> uh, you know, you quickly become real humbled fast when you move to a city, you know, especially when the bands that you go and see are just local bands, and you're just like, oh, my fucking God. Like, these are just the local bands, you know? Like... I I'm scared now, you know, it's just like, <laughs> like, you know, Seattle has always had such a wonderful amount of like great music and underground yeah. heavy scene, like so long. And like, I've only been here since like 2004. So I, uh, I've only seen a fraction of it, but. But it really challenges you as a musician, which is 100%. really cool yeah, to yeah, kind of yeah. like, you know, be, be serious about it and step your game forward and, you know, kind of know that. There's so many, there's so much good music in this area. If you really are interested in, in playing out with all these amazing bands, it's, you know, you got to challenge yourself into what can I, how can I write better? Or how can I put out something, you know, just as good? And the yeah. you're going for, you know. Where it's not like, really like a challenge because we all are friends and stuff. It's not like we're it's like, like trying to help. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. like a competition where it's just like, you know, you get rid of all the losers and shit who people oh, yeah. who like to hold you back and you just surround yourself with everyone who's doing really awesome things and motivates you to do things. So it's just like we're all motivating each other to get sick. <laughs> <laughs> not with COVID. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, no, with risk. With, with medicinal marijuana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back in a circle. Recreational riffs, man. There you, hey, there you go. Nice. Pick your shirt up on uh, diaryofdoom.bandcamp.com. No, seriously, if you, if not you guys, but for anyone's listening, uh, <laughs> we, we have those shirts available and, uh, yeah, you should pick up one of those shirts. All the, the, uh, money goes to last prisoner project, which helps with marijuana law reform and, and whatnot. Nice. I don't make money from this. I don't want to, it's fun. This is, this is why I do it <laughs> to get high on a Tuesday night and talk to people in not Portland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the other one. Um, Judas Priest and Saxon, the singer from Saxon, kept like it was in uh, Kent at a like a old hockey arena there, but he he kept saying, "Thank you, Kent, New Seattle." Like he kept. uh, It was just really funny how he kept referencing the town of Kent, Washington, which is really just a small town full of, you know, just. The type of small town people you'd expect, right? Teens <laughs> and a lot of pregnant teenagers. Like <laughs> some Sag- missing, some missing teeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not to say Kent's bad. Uh, we love Kent. Kent's a decent city. There's, there's good in everything. It's just, there's also bad everywhere, you know. And sometimes you can't help but see it, see it. Anyway, yeah. that's important. Oh, shit. Hey, there we are. My phone died. Uh, no, that's what I figured happened. <laughs> Stone, stoner moment. The thing is, I had a charger right next to it, too. It's so stupid. <laughs> that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that the miracle of editing can't fix. Exactly. It's gonna be good. entirely like <sighs> different shots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like like pretend like nothing happened and just like a glitch. A glitch, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll put in like a <laughs> noise or something. <laughs> just do some I'll use... numbers that are green for a second. <laughs> well, there's no video, so it's all good. Oh. Oh, perfect. Cool. That's why I set the audio thing up. So I, <laughs> I figured there might be no video. Oh, nice. I guess it is a podcast. Podcasts aren't really a a video thing. Well, you know, now that you have a video podcast, which I think kind of is just a video, right? 
a lot of people do that on YouTube. Like they'll record their podcasts now, not just audibly, but with with like film. Well, not film, but like digital film. What's that called? With a camera. With a camera. And uh, digital film. film. Yeah. It's like nobody shoots in film anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a lot of, you know, a lot of this. Everyone wants to see microphones for some fucking reason. Oh, yeah. But. That's why I told you, we were fucking up, we didn't get the microphones. I know, I should get a microphone. I have one. Now he's not going to put up the video, man. Now you're not going to put up the video. Well, we want to see microphones. microphones. You would have been disappointed when there was no video, period. I can't wait till you can't put on the headphones. And like, yeah, here, hold on. I would be like you. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, I don't. I don't know what was what we were. I don't remember what we were discussing. Riffs, uh, sick riffs, something about riffage. Ah, whatever. Riffs. Oh, we're talking about how Kent wasn't important, and it's all about the <laughs> and then it just went to like a black screen, just blacked out screen. <laughs> So, yeah. Anyway, Bandcamp Friday, you could tune into Diary of Doom. Oh, now. yeah. I was just, I was just <laughs> selflessly, uh, uh, I was just selflessly promoting my own t shirt. Uh, get people out of jail from stupid marijuana crimes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, that's a good way to do it. Um, but back to you guys. Did it just seem like a natural idea to make it a doom metal? or whatever you want to call it, doom adjacent project. Cause I mean, that umbrella I think stretches pretty far and wide now where like, you know, people who are, you know, huge fans of, I don't know. We'll just use like this, like spiritualized, you know, I feel like there's a lot of doom, doom heads that like spiritualized, you know, the, uh, the hum hum record that came out last year, like really clicked with doom fans. So was it just like this, it made sense because you're like, yeah, we can do doom metal and then just do whatever the fuck we want with it, really. Well, first, Hum is actually really heavy of a band for being like that, like '90s, like mm-hmm. alternative, yeah. kind of, like the the first wave of like emo, I guess some people would say. I mean, those dudes were fucking playing out of like high watt full stacks and orange, uh, like OR120 full stacks. That band's dope. That's all I want to say. Is Hum is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> But uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't think uh, I don't think we met and like discussed. At least I can't remember discussing anything in particular as far as like we want to sound like this or we want to be this style. I think kind of like what we were talking about earlier. We kind of just naturally started writing whatever we felt was natural or organic to us, and kind of just went with it little by little. And even like you mentioned earlier, how there are sometimes so many different sounds that come out of. Uh, the music that we write, uh, we don't really, we try, at least I try not to like really pinpoint it to a genre or like a specific genre. Because, yeah. and especially, I think this is with a lot of uh, artists and musicians, after surviving this year, this past year of all these emotions and craziness and, you know, going from broke to maybe not as broke to we're broke again and whatever, that's going to create a whole bunch of new, you know, types of feelings that, you know, we might write something that uh, nobody even, that we even ourselves didn't, aren't expecting to write. Kind of like mm-hmm. that last band practice. Yeah. That like, wasn't planned. It just happened sometimes. Exactly. You know? So and who are we to just say, no, back off, Riff. We just go with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of open up your mind and let yourself go. <clears throat> yeah. I really don't, I really don't think, uh, I mean, yeah, when people ask, we definitely, tend to use the terms, you know, like sludge or doom or, you know, stuff like that. But uh, I really want to try to get into like whatever's just natural and comfortable for us, given our influences and what we listen when we hang out and what we're into the day that we're jamming, you know, that, that could change any week. So there's been a lot of times where we've written stuff and then we're like one practice, we thought it was really cool. And we went next week and we're like, yeah, let's just, let's scratch this one. Let's work on it. Let's change it. Let's let's maybe save it. that one on the back burner to yeah. use at a different time. Uh, mm. Yeah, there's no point in to constantly try to work something out of something that ain't working. You know, sometimes you just gotta move on. 
When are we talking about songs, writing? Oh, well, that's why I like the word doom so much because it's like, it, it because it is, as you explained, such a huge umbrella that you could just say, oh, we're a doom fan. You know what I mean? It's like, that's it. You know what I mean? It's like, that explains it enough, right? And not at all at the same time. I think so. I mean, it, it's always but been kind of like heavy. a weird I little feel like genre. Doom represents heavy as fuck. Yeah, and it's always been such a weird little genre that, you know, kind of just let whatever they want to fucking, you know, let whatever in, you know. It's oh, it's it's been the genre that's pushed the uh the definition of heavy music, I think, you know, really well. Totally, yeah. kind of like that <laughs> Thou and uh, Emma Ruth Rundles. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or a collaboration, I should say. Where that, I mean, if that did, that is pushing the envelope to the max, and I fucking loved it. I thought it was great. It sounded wonderful. Like it was a cool concept, which you know, which is cool because I I I haven't I, even though I love to see them live, I feel like I haven't really enjoyed a now record for a bit that uh, on record, you know. So it's like really awesome to have that collaboration kind of breathe new life into that yeah uh she yeah i mean they're fantastic and she's great too and it's cool how she's kind of been she's kind of at that like i don't know i don't know exactly like what to define the music as like dark folk maybe like dark rock dark folk i think captures it quite well but speaking of you know your songs and singers you had some pretty cool guest vocalists on the record um just starting off with Dave Varela. Now I'm not super familiar with botch, but thankfully we have someone here who is familiar with botch. Like how did you get the lead singer of botch on your record? Well, so me and so Ben Varela owns the bar that we work at me and Tony here. Um, and I'm, I'm the manager. I helped them kind of come up with the, the bar concept in there. We, work out together we hang out together so it was me and ben and dana from helms elite his bandmate uh we all we all work out together and you know because ben uh who who is dave's brother ben brillen and dave brillen um okay oh i didn't know that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so this is so you get that that tie between helms elite and Bosch. but uh Dana was kind of making fun of the fact that I asked Ben to not only record our album, but to uh, also paint the cover of it. Mm -hmm. So uh, Dana was kind of being like, why don't you have Dave sing on the album? Kind of as a joke. So I was just like, fuck it. I sent him a message and he's like, yeah, sure. You know, I'll do it. I was like, oh, that's pretty awesome. So, but that wasn't even first. So we were just going to have one guest vocalist on the album. And it was going to be uh, Andrea from the band Holy Grove on the the scene. Yes, uh, and they're from Portland, and they're from Portland. <laughs> oh man! Uh, oh man! I'm never going to let this one down. <laughs> and you so, know what? You can only own up to your mistakes, right? <laughs> but uh, so then that happened, and so then the, we were working out, and that the that happened with uh, Dave coming on, just doing that that quick line from there which is kind of a powerful part right before a fun breakdown, you know, good part for Dave to come do his thing that he does so well. Um, and then one of my best friends and all of our good friends passed away at the end of la- last year, uh, Elijah from Black Breath uh, and, you know, Wizards Award and stuff. So uh, me and Neil kind of like, we had that song almost all the way written you know, it was close to being finished, but I didn't have any lyrics at all for it. And then I say me and Neil, but I just kind of like formulated what Neil wrote down from uh, Neil was the singer of Black Breath, Neil McAdams. Um, so I basically took what he had said and rephrased it and made it fit with what, you know, I had a couple lines that were in it, like kind of like the, the, the chorusy part I think I wrote, but everything else uh, he wrote. And then, you know, we just wanted to make a little ode to our fallen brother, you know? One of the coolest guys I ever knew, so I had to write a song about the wizard, you know? Tell yeah. a tale. But yeah, so that's how that happened. So yeah, without meaning to, we had three guest artists on an, an album with five songs. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, you know, we could we, we could do all the songs live, you know? It's, it's not like those parts are really 
um, needed to have a guest vocalist, you know, that it's just, it just kind of happened that way. And I was really happy with how it sounds and uh, what we were able to do. And, you know, it, and again, it's kind of funny that it ended up being that way, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I love the album. I love how it came out. I do too. And it's cool that you, you know, got, you know, seemingly musicians that are not really like, you know, you didn't get like a doom singer. You do I, well, ob- obviously Andrea with Holy Grove, you know, but like with the other two, it's like, you didn't just stick to like one specific thing. It was like, Oh, this seems cool. Let's try it out. And you know, I, it worked. And, I, and again, not to discredit Andrea, cause she sounds great on it. I should get them on the, on this podcast. You know, they're awesome. You definitely should. Yeah, yeah. Greg and Andrea, I just saw them when I drove down to Portland and had a conversation outside with them. It was really, really nice to see them. I, I miss so many friends and musicians, you know. That's the coolest part about shows is you get to catch up with your buddies you don't get to see all the time, you know. So, uh, you know, I'm really, we're all looking forward to, you know, doing that again, being on the road and seeing our friends on the road again. Can't wait. But at the same time, we want everyone to be safe, you know? Yeah, totally. Would you guys ever come east? Yeah, we, 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 we had a four-and-a-half-week yeah. tour uh, uh, around the album yeah. uh, that we had to cancel, obviously, because COVID. But again, it's just like, I was lucky enough to have people like Ben, who had it way worse, like Ben Burrell, and he had, him and his band, Home Believe, were going to Japan, and then they were going to go play Roadburn and tour Europe, yeah in between and we're gonna to go to vietnam and just hang out in between so i was just like he was able to keep his cool after like having to cancel that and it was just like who the fuck am i to like lose my kid? <laughs> you know four and a half week tour of the u.s i mean it sucks but at the same time it fucking you gotta take it as it is you know when shit happens you can't just sit there and whine about it you gotta fucking adapt to what happens and fucking move on yeah. Oh, I hear someone else coughing. That's not Freiburger. Uh oh. Do you want to mention, you wanna mention <laughs> what we have uh, going on over here? Yeah, I got a cool. I got a Yeti in the back over here. <laughs> Stoned Yeti. <laughs> yeah. You can kind of hear him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you just gotta. You gotta be careful. You know. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Like you're saying about doing shows, though, um, I think your band, there's something for everyone there. And I think a lot of people would enjoy it. And I think people like outside of uh, metal would enjoy. I mean, obviously, you know, Doomheads would. But I definitely feel like you could play with like some hardcore bands. I think you could play with like some punk rock bands. You could probably play with like noise band, even like one of those synthwave bands, something like that. I think we've played with every kind of band you just listed. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I've, I've always loved kind of doing that again, like since I was a kid, you know, I played in a political punk death metal band in Alaska. Like, I, you know, I loved mixing up the ideas of shit you shouldn't have mixed up, you know what I mean? Like, I wanted to make hardcore and metal be friends, like way, way before it actually happened, you know, it was just like, I don't know. I never saw a point of having the fucking borders in between the band and, you know, the genres and stuff. Like, to me, I just thought it was great. That's why things like DRI and Suicidal Tendencies were so fucking cool to me when I was a kid. Yeah. Because it was just like, these guys fucking were spitting in the face of people who said that they could have mixed these two genres, you know? And that's kind of like the way I've always done music, you know? It's like, I don't like to stick to a particular mold. And I don't want to work with people who do that either, you know? I want to work with kind of people who are a little different than me, but that way we can kind of like find these cool middle grounds of making music together, you know? And when I had the idea of this band, I basically dreamed up a Tony, you know, because I wanted someone who could kind of sing like Tony to match my vocals. And then I met Tony at a show uh, when he, the day he came here and, you know, I know like a million musicians that are really awesome. And I just, just like felt something. So I, I was like, you, we should be in a band together. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> you know, one of those things you do when like you're a kid and you get really excited when you meet somebody new. I, uh, but yeah, that's how it kind of happened. And that's how the band kind of formed, you know, it took a while to get us, yeah. to get our thing kind of figured out, but, uh, 
uh, once we kind of got it, uh, you know, when Benny joined the band, it was basically when it was really tight and settled in. When yeah. we kind of figured out what we were doing enough to, you know, really start kicking ass. And that was the thing, you know, we wanted to do a bunch of little mini tours and like little things around, you know, just play a bunch of shows. Like, I know what it takes to get your name out, you know, I don't care how many bands you've been in, you gotta go out there and play the shows, you know, it's like, bottom yeah. line. You know, it's like, and bring that energy, you know, and that's like another thing of the band, like, uh, on record, it's, it's, it's pretty good, but like a big part of us is like, you know, the, the show, the live shows, you know, the energy, the fucking headbanging, the fucking, just the feeling of going crazy for that moment, you know, it's like, that's a big part, you know, and I can't wait till we can, can go to the East Coast and, you know, show everybody, show everybody what we got. <sighs> Yeah, but uh, just play. I mean, just get out there and play in general. You know, that's like that's our idea. Like, why I kind of was being ambitious when I was getting that uh, four and a half week tour because I, you know, I was like, again, like, you want to do the shit, you got to go do the shit, prove your worth. You know, it's like we we're a newer band, we're able to play a lot of cooler shows just because we have been around for a while. But like, again, bottom line, you got to get out there and do the thing. You want people to know you. You can't just pay Facebook a million dollars to get people to listen to your music, you know, I gotta go and show them, you know what I mean? Like, show the energy yeah. you've got, you know? It's like, again, a big part of it is the, the live experience we bring, you know? Why, it, it, you know, I wouldn't allow anyone to cut their hair off, Tony! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that's just joking around, but I mean, regardless, it's like, just the, the power we bring on stage, I think it's a, it's a huge part of what, what we do. And it's a lot of noise for three people, but that's the beauty of the power trio. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and I again, it's a, it, we all work so well together, like mentally, that it's like, why do you want to have more opinions in the mix? You know, it's like, we could, we could get her all done. I was going to say, like, probably the only actual, like, original idea that we all agreed on right away was that we wanted to keep it a three-piece, mm -hmm. like from the get-go. Like we just, I've always been more comfortable in three-piece bands. I haven't been um, in a three-piece since like 2004, but like, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, go back to the ways. And again, I wanted to work with a guitar player who could sing too, you know? And Tony's one of the best guitar players and great singer, you know? I've worked out so incredibly well. Uh, but, you know, that's what happens, you know, when you fucking give yourself to the cosmic entities, the universe conspires and everything comes together. <laughs> <laughs> well said. So what are, you, what are you listening to right now that you've been digging? Man. It's always the hardest question. <laughs> I've, I've been listening to a lot of Necra and Death. Like, oh, yeah, Necra and fucking I rules. I normally listen to, like, Death Metal. I didn't really grow up listening to a lot of death metal, even though a lot of my friends uh, were really into it. But um, since every time I, I play a shitload of death metal at yeah, the bar, though. <laughs> plays a bunch of death metal at the bar, and I'm like, and I've always the, the few few bands that I that I've dug, uh, Necrop being one of them. I really enjoyed uh, their album that they put out last year, so that kind of got me. Coming back Mortal. into like such a good album. Yeah, it's coming back into like listening to more of that. So like, yeah, I've surprisingly been listening to a lot of death metal. It's just I never yeah. thought I would say uh, it out loud. For newer <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For newer albums. I went down that road last year and the year before. I, there was a lot of really solid death metal releases, and it's helpful when you have a band like Gate Creeper, which I think is a great entry point for a lot of that. And then you you know kind of dive back into the classics and you know, kind of go from there. But I like that old, guttural, gross, grimy, yeah, sludgy you style. You with the mid-tempo death metal. All it makes you want to do is throw your head around. I mean, it's just like yeah. guaranteed, like, feel-good rock. You know what I mean? It's like, if you got some kind of hook in there, you're fucking sold. Like, gay creeper do a D, you know? That yeah. mid-tempo death metal uh, with hooks. Like, fucking, uh, what's his name? Hella Hammer is his Instagram name. Ah, it's just so. Oh, good at, oh, oh, oh! The singer, uh, yeah, yeah. He's just so good at writing like hooks. You know what I mean? It's like, hats off to the you know, the singer. Uh, Chase. 
Chase, you're right. Yeah, Chase. Yeah, cool band, Game Creeper. I really like that new one they put out. That's been one I've listened to a lot, actually. It's that? really good. Yeah, they're really fun. Yeah. And speaking of mid-tempo, they went outside the box and did a bunch of fucking blast beaty fast songs and a slow doomier one. Like, fuck, I love that. You know, it's talking about, like, going outside the mold and, like, man, it just, like... What yeah. A cool. What a cool thing to do when you, especially when the like a band like Great Game Creeper who kind of like just like blew the doors open when they kind of came out. You know, like good for them. I love seeing bands like who are getting popular do something that's like uh, not expected. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just like I mean, out of Arizona too, aren't they? They are Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Awesome. Fuck yeah. Uh, there's a lot of cool metal bands in Arizona, though. There has been for a while, like, especially in the underground. Starting from this guy, Ron Yoso, Mike Ron Yoso, forever ago. Talking really cool dude guy. Not sure if he still plays music, but... Yeah, we used to play... Hats off if you're listening, Mike. Yeah, we used to... <laughs> they, used to they used to throw a, uh, like, a metal festival in Arizona every year that my old band used to play. I forgot the name of it, so now... I do, I do remember now they've always had a pretty... Like, a pretty good, big underground metal scene. Yeah, um, both Arizona and New Mexico. I really love it. I love New Mexico, though, just because as a native, I love fucking how many bands have fucking natives in it. They're like, all the fucking metal bands have at least one member. Oh, like, I, I, yeah, I always get pretty hyped when I see more brown musicians playing music, you know? And I love mm-hmm. old Mexico. Just because I'm from old Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> He's more of a middle Mexico kind of guy. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah. What you've been listening to? What you been listening to, Benny? Oh man, every uh, everything and nothing. I don't know. Um, I've been listening. To, yeah. Botch. Botch. Um, I've been listening to a lot of more classical rock lately. Um, like Led Zeppelin, Boston type stuff, but I've I've been going through like a a, a SoundCloud trash rapper phase too. Skirt. <laughs> 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 so I've been listening to some pretty terrible, some pretty terrible music to be honest. But it's gonna, um, it's gonna pepper in little fucking bits yeah. of whatever. This, I, I'm I'm on a I'm taking a little break right now, but I'm gonna start calling you Little Benny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Little Benny. <laughs> Burgeoning rap career, yeah, it's it, it's gonna be terrible, but I'm gonna try. I'm gonna start <laughs> tattooing his face with my left hand. <laughs> that way, it looks extra shitty. Uh, yeah, we'll just kind of, you know, we we could just take it in that direction too. You never know. Death Cave's trap record coming out. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Death Cave's trap record. <laughs> yeah, I think there's so much time throughout this pandemic to listen to so much music that like I can't even begin like my brain just gets scrambled when I start thinking of like all the music I've been listening to. I like, made playlists. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I made like a crazy playlist. Yeah. And I in, like I always have tons of like, you know, I always have Metallica, Deep Purple, you know, Sabbath, like Iron Maiden shit like that. Yeah. And then I put in the new stuff too, you know, because I like a mix of like things that I love that are old and I love fucking throwing in the new stuff. That way I uh you know, don't get burnt out on either. I yeah, same. I have yeah. like a a building Spotify playlist, and I'm just like, if if I like, is this a song that I would like smoking pot to? Yes, it goes in, and that could be literally anything because I got some like Nina Simone in there, and you know, some of those lighter tracks from the Big Lebowski soundtrack. <laughs> Um, uh, my favorite is probably the weed song by Bone Thugs and Harmony. That's my favorite song about weed. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's the, I remember I started the play. I remember when I made it like as a joke, the first song in the playlist is, um, like famous song how weed. uh, is it the Baja men? <laughs> yes. It's the ba- It's definitely the Baja men. Um, <laughs> No, I, no. Wrong one. Wrong one. They sang about the dogs. No, as a as a joke, I made it um one toke over the line by Brewer and Shipley. All right. Uh, 
You don't know that one? Oh, it's a pretty silly song. <laughs> it's famously referenced in such movies such as uh, Beer and Loving in Las Vegas. Exactly. Well, I, I don't really have any other questions. So, you know, you're, you've got plans to try and do another EP or something this year to get it out. Is there anything else you're working on? Uh, that's, I mean, that's a big one. We're going to do some other stuff probably on the down low, but we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. I mean, our, our record is uh, still relatively new since last year. It doesn't really fucking count. You know? <laughs> yeah. That, like... We haven't even yeah played we haven't, before. We, we right? had this whole like we uh, tour uh, to support it. So, but I mean, yeah, the, we have uh, uh, we're, we're always working on uh, merch and uh, and materials to record. We have uh, everything up on our on our Bandcamp, I believe. I think we've been coming out some some stuff just yeah. to get, just to get by. Totally. In the meantime, it's like. At this time, you know, it's like, what the fuck can we do besides, like, make some new shirts or whatever, you know? It's like, haven't been able to fucking make music together, so uh, do something. Speaking of, if you'd like to buy any Death Cave merch, you can find it <laughs> at bandcamp.com slash death, or deathcave.bandcamp.com that's what we should have been talking about grammar and syntax <laughs> that would have been a dope conversation we could do that we'll re let's record it now uh cut it together and we'll pitch it as an npr segment you haven't hit record yet oh no <laughs> i have <laughs> <laughs> This whole time? Imagine, <laughs> oh, guys, we got to do it again. <laughs> I'm ready to get this started uh, whenever you are. Yeah. And uh, it'll be just like Kimmel. Oh, Matt Damon. Sorry, we're all out of time for Death Cave. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, uh, Bandcamp for sure. We have a, we have merch up there. We have the record up. Uh, I believe. Do we still have the, what variants do we have? We sold um, out of the, the limited one. Yeah, we sold one. out of the Galaxy. We sold out the Color and Color and Black. We also sold out of cassette tapes, I think. Yeah. We might have one of our demo. Uh, oh, I don't have a tape yet, so I need it. I already. I, okay, I cool. have your stack. Never mind. I have your stack saved, but but yeah, we got a bunch of new shirts. We got stuff up on Bandcamp. If you want to support Bandcamp Friday. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Diary of Doom is here every week for you. Try to be. Just have them record a PSA for you, you know? This is Gregory. You are listening to Diary of Doom. Put that in at the top of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That'll work. So, well, uh, thanks, guys. I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, like they all said, Go to their band camp, buy all their shit, Death Cave rules, new stuff in the future, oh, and uh, stay safe out there. And Thank that'll you. do it. That'll do it for this chapter of the diary. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.